I'd rather concentrate on Johnny Angel. Oh, I love him. And I pray that someday he'll love me. And together we can see how lovely heaven will be. So uh, used to do stand-up comedy as well. All right. Uh, let's see. I know I love uh, also Tom Carosa here.
into our spaceship. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Well, we're very happy to have you. I'm sure everyone's uh, pretty eager to just hear your story. Why don't you start right in? Yes. Well, let me tell you how it was with me. It was uh, three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. It was a Thursday. It was uh, very much like any other Thursday. I was out in my backyard taking down my wash. Sure. And I was standing there, and all of a sudden, I noticed a huge beam of white light. Well, at first, I thought perhaps I had used too much bleach, but then the light became whiter and whiter, and I watched it, and it, it uh, went behind my house in the meadow. You've never been there, but there's no. a meadow. And the strangest thing happened. All of a sudden, uncontrollably, I began to uh, go towards the beam of light, just walking uncontrollably, still clutching a pair of my husband's shorts. And as I got closer to the beam of light, the sky turned blue, and all of a sudden, through the blueness, at this point, I could make out a, a metal object, I would say, perhaps 30 feet this way. Oh, boy. And um, as I approached it, a huge ramp shot from this uh, thing, and all of a sudden, at the end of the ramp, there was a door, and the door opened, and at this particular time, a uh, blue man of about two feet with antennas walked toward me, and the next thing that happened really just shocked, shocked me to death, I'll tell you the truth. Well, uh, I know it's hard for you to talk about it. Um, could you tell us what happened next? Well, the next thing, the next thing that happened is uh, he threw open his spacesuit and a beam of light shot right out at me. Uh -oh. What in the universe is this? I'm yes. So it didn't have anything to do with your bleach. Uh, no. What? no. And uh, as the beam of light uh, shot towards me, uh, all of my clothes came off. Holy cow, like a white tornado, like this. That's just incredible. Yes, uh, they just, uh, for some reason, flew off, including my husband's underwear. <laughs> Which we have not found. Yeah, which you were holding rather than wearing. Oh, yes, at that time holding them rather than wearing Throw that them. Up. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, at this particular time, that's exactly what happened. So you were just standing there naked as the day you were born, basically. Yes, I was naked, uh-huh. Uh, and was he naked, too? Uh, I mean, the individual, not your husband. The one who the came out. The blue man? Yes. That's a very good question. Uh, well, let me let me be honest. I don't know because you see, I have nothing to compare it with. Let me think. Uh, he certainly wasn't anything like my husband. That's good or bad? Well, we don't know until we hear the rest of the story. I don't think. Yes, uh, but uh, anyhow, it was at this time that uh, he. Uh, I don't know how to put this delicately. Uh, had his way with me. Oh boy. Okay, well, I think you put it very delicately. Um, I put it put a lot less delicately. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Just a second here, though. Uh, I, I, this is, I mean, this is all so fantastic. Are you, are you trying to tell me that, that you were abused by an intergalactic being? I'm not sure that I understand that terminology. Are you trying to tell me? It was definitely an interracial thing. Yeah. At that particular time, uh, naturally, of course, I started to scream. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but uh, I, nothing came out of my mouth. Is that a, I went, <sighs> nothing. Uh, Has that ever happened to you? Just when I'm doing the cert's breath test. Yes. <laughs> it was a terrible thing, and then at this particular point in time, I was uh, violated with a beam of light. Hmm. Actually, uh, Mrs. Miller, could you actually call it a violation if it was simply a beam of light? I mean, really. Of course it was a violation if the light goes where he shined it. Okay. All right. Uh, might as well get right down to it here. Did you feel any physical pain? No, it was not painful. It was humiliating. But I know that I was violated. How long did this attack actually last, this attack of beaming? Just seconds, seconds. Wow, he must be quite a guy. <laughs> The thing that I pray and I, I worry so much about, I just hope that I am not carrying a half-breed creature. I mean, for all I know, I could be giving birth to a flashlight. Uh, oh, boy. You never know when you get them on the show what it's going to turn into. This is uh, <laughs> the bigger story than I thought. Are you actually trying to say that you could possibly... Be pregnant? <laughs> buy a man from outer space? I mean, that's pretty hard to buy. That's what my husband said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would like to, speaking of deviations, I would like to deviate for a minute. I happen to know these TV beams go into outer space, and I'd like to take an opportunity to address this intergalactic pervert out there. And uh, this is Jerry Hubbard down here on Earth. This is not how we handle the women in this world. You're dealing with the, the, the ladies of America here. It's not wham, bams, thank you, ma'am. I'm telling you, next time you get an idea to come down here to one of our women, the least you can do is take them out for a couple of drinks, maybe a nice dinner. Would that kill you? Maybe a movie. Uh, you like to go to movies, don't you, Mrs. Miller? Let's take her out and uh, shove some scrambled eggs and coffee down her throat. It wouldn't hurt to say an occasional, hey, you're looking nicer. Is that a new dress you got on? And then a little later, if uh, she doesn't have a headache or she doesn't have to get up early, then maybe it's time for wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Carry on like that with our women, believe me. Next time you try it, and uh, keep your laser battery itself, we'll cut off your batteries and hand them to you on a silver platter.
Today's well-dressed working woman is expected to balance her hectic business schedule with her equally busy social itineraries. A Fortune 500 Dynamo one moment, a charming corporate hostess the next. In a company-eat-company world, any advantage she can gain over her male peers is important. The office is not the only business battleground. It is well known that many victories take place in the corporate social arena. Today's socially savvy warrior must utilize all her mental and physical resources. It's not enough to just know the proper table etiquette. She must also know the current trends, such as what power colors to wear after six, and who to talk to and who to ignore. She must be alert and on her toes to gain any advantage over her business peers, no matter how unusual the client's request. In some extreme circumstances, she may even be called upon to dance the Lombada. When dancing the corporate Lombada, there are rules one must follow. Rule one, make contact with your partner. Rule two, lead without leading. Remember, a merger is more fun when you have inside information. Rule three, dance to win, and step, and step, and hit, and hit, and clench, headlock, and dominate, and sway, and glide, and sway, and influence, kick back, kick front, dip in, and power play, power play, apply negative pressure. Positive power. Use leverage, hold tight, liquidate all night, and feel the crunch. And power lunch, power lunch. Buy low, sell high, sell smarter. You're doing the corporate lambada. Backstab, export, indict ya. You're doing the executive lambada. Shake in, shake out your chakra. You're doing all right, one more time, let's hear it uh, for legendary co-label Brunswick Records. Catchy Elite Lee Joe Shore Campaign. Let's go catchy. All right, and that was recorded in 1968 by Fanchon. I was again under the moniker Joe Ritchie. And it's a vintage jazz-oriented collection available for streaming and purchase November 5th. Hey! 
Ricardo. Thank you for tuning in. Take care. Bye-bye.